Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds. It's my privilege to be with you today from our studios in South Florida. And it's an exciting time as we move past our Memorial Day celebrations. A lot of folks have invested a lot of time over the last week remembering those who have served our nation and made the ultimate sacrifice so that we have the freedom to live our lives as we choose. There seems to have been a bit of an uprising from sea to shining sea with a lot of people really stepping up to pay more attention to the purpose of Memorial Day. When you look at the number of people who just on those man on the street interviews were asked, what is Memorial Day? And you get the long stare, but there's quite a few people that really understood the purpose of Memorial Day, the opportunity to remember And when we look back over the course of America's history, since the Revolutionary War, over 1.3 million Americans have died in combat. Think about that. Over 600,000 died in the Civil War alone. So when you begin to look at the price that's been paid to create a nation built on liberty and freedom for you and me, that price is enormous. And it's tough. This representative republic in which we live is a very challenging environment. It's a hard place to live at times because we have to fight out ideas. We have to make decisions as a people. There are a lot of people with a lot of power that believe they know what's best. The founders and the framers believed that the people knew best. And right now there's a resurgence, especially as we move into the election season in the fall and we elect a new president. We elect a a Congress or a big part of Congress. We elect governors and state houses all the way down to county representatives. There's going to be a lot of questions. Right now there's a huge push for different ideologies in America, one that leads more towards the liberty and freedom agenda, one that is built around free enterprise capitalism, self-determination, the opportunity to pursue your own path. And then there's a big push for folks that prefer to be taken care of, that want a much bigger role for government to decide what's best for everybody. And those ideas are going to be fought in the battle of the ballot box. They're going to be fought in the conversations that we have. And the challenge is having a conversation that is real, that's based on fact, based on passion, yes, but fear, no. We're not interested in threatening. We're not interested in many of the things that, unfortunately, some people resort to. We don't advocate violence. We don't want violence on our streets. I mean, just last weekend alone, almost 70 people were shot in Chicago. How does that happen? 
why do people resort to that level of violence? And part of the reason is that a lot of people really do not understand the beauty of this nation. Now, that may be a stretch to have a discussion about gangland shootings and violence, elections, all the way back to our history. But the reality is most people, if you ask them, what is it that makes America the shining city on a hill? Most of them don't really know. Most of them just exist here. Most of them have never been outside of the nation, so they have very little points of reference to understand the differences between living life here in America and living life overseas or in a different nation. So part of our objective at making America strong again is to really find core elements that cross all boundaries, geographic boundaries, cultural boundaries, religious boundaries, economic boundaries, political ones. How do we cross that chasm? How do we begin to have a discussion with people in a way that is non-confrontational, meaning that we can actually have a discussion that doesn't light people up and, and want them to put on the boxing gloves, but at the same time can begin to make a real difference in people's understanding and knowledge of what makes America work, not based on opinion, but based on fact. One of the best places that we believe to pursue that is around the economic conversation. There's a big discussion in America right now about the minimum wage. I was in the gym the other morning, and there were a couple of people debating the $15 an hour minimum wage. And one of the individuals said that you know they had seen an article in the paper about McDonald's getting ready to invest in robot technology because it was cheaper to pay $35,000 for the robot than it was $15 an hour for the young kid to flip the burgers. So let me ask you, why did McDonald's begin to make that track? Was it because that was their first choice? No, it actually wasn't. But if you look at the hard costs of paying $15 an hour and all of the other expenses that go along with it, the actual business case can't be made to keep a young person employed to flip burgers and learn how to be responsible and learn how to have a first job. That's what those jobs are really all about. And then for those that want to stay there and grow, the ability to to move up in that chain is possible when you have an economic model that works. If you arbitrarily come from the outside and say, we're going to now require you to change the wage, what does that mean? What has McDonald's got to do? McDonald's has to change the price points, or they have to find a way to make their cost less. In this case, the amortized cost of pulling robots in to do the work is one solution. So you see, when the government makes arbitrary decisions based on emotion and plays to the fears of people who now believe that the business doesn't care about the people, which isn't the case at all, the business is there to deliver product and service and make a profit. Why does somebody spend a million dollars on a McDonald's franchise? They're not buying a social experiment. They're buying a business to produce a result. So there is a large conversation right now, and especially in the political world, there's a lot of interest in pitting one group of Americans versus another. You'll hear it often referred to as the middle class versus that class. 
I have news for you. We don't have classes in America. The concept of the middle class came from a guy by the name of Karl Marx, a communist. So from our vantage point, when we look at what makes America strong and powerful are the people and the decisions we make and free markets. Now, right now, we have extraordinary restrictions on our markets. We don't have free markets like we would like to have. We have a lot of people with a lot of ideas, but the reality is if you look at the way regulatory and confiscatory taxes have been levied against especially smaller businesses, we have a challenge. So now when we look at America and we come back to that point that I mentioned earlier, which is how do we come together and begin to develop a place where we can have a real conversation, one that serves people at every socioeconomic level, one that can inspire people, one that can encourage them to pursue a path that is in line with their calling. Where do we do that? Well, we chose small business for a reason. We talk about rebuilding America through the power of small business because the power in small business is the people. The power of small business is the people who are working day in and day out to serve the customers, to develop new products and services, to find new ways to create value in the marketplace. That does what? That creates profit, which allows a company to do what? To grow, to hire new people, to be creative. So the power of small business is hugely important. What's the impact of tapping into the power of small business? If we were able to unleash the power of small business, even in our own minds for a little while, we could begin to inspire exceptional American companies to do things that would take us back to the heyday of our growth. When you go back and look at some of the statistics, and this came up during the the build-up to the Memorial Day weekend, we began to look back at the productivity of America during World War II, the number of ships and planes and tanks and equipment that was produced in a massive way in a very short period of time. Why? Because Americans got together and they made a decision. They were fighting an enemy, an enemy that was about world domination. Ladies and gentlemen, we're fighting an enemy too. That enemy of red tape, that enemy of victimhood, that enemy of believing somebody else is responsible, that enemy is trying to take America apart. And it doesn't matter what political side of the aisle you come from, there are people on both sides of the aisle that are very interested in controlling what you do and how you do it. When we come back, we're going to talk about three specific ways that we can inspire those exceptional American companies and answer a specific question, what you can do for America right now that will really make a difference. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with PDGo.com. 
We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us for our program today. And we're really focusing in on what we call the power of small business. The idea that the people who drive small business at every level of the company, the entrepreneurs, the owners, the employees, and their families that support them are in fact an amazing powerhouse that can impact America in ways that are really breathtaking. If we're going to inspire exceptional American companies, if we're going to take on the opportunity to share with them the encouragement, the support, and the gratitude that we feel in the marketplace, imagine what could happen if we were able to help those small businesses in one community, in communities all across the country, begin to see beyond the forest. You know, these small businesses operate every day in the trenches. They're working hard, day in and day out, day in and day out, as Michael Gerber says, doing it, doing it, doing it, working in the trenches, really focused on producing results. Well, when you take a step back and you begin to look at the idea that with a little encouragement and a little support and a little bit of thanks, a little bit of gratitude, What happens to the people inside a small business? And you might think that the small business gets all of that because they're in business. They're making money. Well, in a lot of small businesses, that's not necessarily true. There's a big difference between cash flow and revenue. 
profit, top line, bottom line, all sorts of accounting questions. There's uncertainty in the market. There's all sorts of elements that a business must contend with to be productive. So imagine the question that I referenced earlier. What can I do for America right now that will really make a difference? Imagine now you and people like you, which is basically the other 330 330 million Americans, even the young ones, can begin to understand that the people who are in the trenches every day serving us, whether that's at a restaurant, whether that's an individual that makes an app on the phone, whether that's somebody that's taking care of a, a professional service or lawn care, whatever it is, that individual is a person that has specific goals, needs, and objectives in their life. And they're part of an organization, in this case, a small business. And if that small business is inspired and does exceptional work, what's the likelihood that that company is going to contribute more to the nation than if it's just operating at a minimum level? So let's talk about what it means to encourage and support and thank a small business. What does that really mean? Well, first of all, have you ever been in a small business environment and the people that you're talking with clearly have no no interest in being there. Their attitude is poor. This is often seen in a case where you have a, uh, for example, a restaurant where the, the waiter or waitress, you know, is only there filling squares. They're only there to collect a check because they obviously couldn't care less about serving you. Contrast that with an experience you probably had with a restaurant where the service was top shelf. I mean, the the waiter or the waitress did a phenomenal job. They met every one of your needs. They thought about what it was that really interested you. They asked probing questions. They helped design menu choices. Even in places that are lower-end restaurants, you know what it's like to get phenomenal service. What's the difference between those two people? Certainly, some of it may be who they are and where they've come from. Some of it may just be how they're treated by the public in general. So let's not make any assumptions that that individual is just a a 'er ne'er-do-well, somebody that just isn't here to do a good job. Maybe they are. Maybe they're just having a rough day. So imagine now we could share with them. We've talked in recent weeks about having an attitude of gratitude. What, What about just having an attitude that is uplifting and supportive for that individual, somebody that helps find the good things about what they're doing, something that encourages them to continue to do a good job and perhaps ask something personal about them so that we can begin a discussion. If you have inspired people within a company, what do you think happens in that company at large? Inspired people tend to be infectious. People with a bad attitude are also infectious. So if each one of us just found a reason to express gratitude to somebody beyond the normal thanks, have a nice day, all the automatic stuff. I'm talking about find a proactive reason to look at something that somebody does in their business, in their relationship with you as a customer. It could be somebody on the phone, somebody that took a little extra time. Even when somebody's not really all that stellar, if we look hard enough, we can find something good about everybody. But you have to look. You have to be interested in finding that. So if we inspire somebody within a company, then we can also begin to look at what it's like to inspire a company at large. How do we do that? Well, we can support them. 
we can support them in a number of ways. First of all, we can shop there. We can spend our money there. That's pretty direct support. But in a lot of cases, you can also take that support and share it. In other words, you can refer people. That's pretty impressive when somebody gets a referral. But make sure that in that referral process that you incorporate the conversation about why you're making the referral. What is it about that experience? And part of the idea of inspiring others to encourage small businesses around the country is really to begin to share this idea that if, if we encourage them, if we support them, that ultimately there is a winning proposition not only for the company, but for us individually and the nation at large, which we'll talk about in a second. So when you begin to find opportunities and you look for those opportunities to share with people, to inspire them, to support them, to share their company with others, to refer others, you might also recognize, especially if you have perhaps business experience, you may ask them questions about how they're doing, how the company's going. You may ask, for example, to say hello to the owner. You may choose to edify somebody that's working in the shop. You may tell the owner or the manager that this individual did a great job. They served you well. Just that little bit of praise could make a big difference. But you also might be able to engage in a discussion with the owner about how things are going. Perhaps you have something to contribute. Maybe you can make a professional connection or relationship. When the owner says, yep, we're, we're looking to do this or we're growing or we're thinking about that, well, let me make an introduction for you. I know somebody that might be able to help you. Something simple like that. So there's always ways that you can support someone if you spend just a, a, a few seconds to look for that opportunity. And again, you might be asking yourself, so what difference does it really make if I just find that opportunity? Yeah, it might make a difference in one person's life. What's the big deal? Well, here's the big deal. One person begets another. What happens when that one person who is treated differently in that small business goes to another place of business as a consumer? They're going to remember that experience. And if we begin to look at what happens if we begin to drive this idea from city to city and you inspire companies to do a really, really good job, we can begin to change momentum. One of the things that happens, too, inside a community is when you have businesses that are performing at a higher level, those businesses challenge each other. Challenges are great because it causes us to stretch. They cause us to work harder. They cause us to find reasons to succeed. That also becomes infectious. So inside a community with a an excited, growing organization of small businesses, a lot of companies belong to chambers of commerce and networking groups and so forth. Imagine now taking that to another level inside those groups where they get stronger, they get better, they get challenged. So at the end of the day, inspiring those companies makes a big difference. You win individually because you've helped somebody else. Imagine the businesses get stronger. Many times when you refer businesses, there's a perk in there for you. But even just knowing that you helped somebody, you inspired somebody, that's important. America wins when small businesses really tap into the power that is behind them, which is the people. Imagine 
tens of thousands of small businesses getting stronger, getting more inspired, that leads to a stronger economy. It leads to a better workforce. It leads to a more attractive place where people want to be. They want to work. They don't want to sit on the sidelines waiting for somebody to hand them something. They want to bring people together and they want to celebrate what's great about working, what's great about tapping into my strengths. And ultimately, that brings people together, that rekindles national pride. It brings America back on the path to being strong. That's what matters. So think about that today, tomorrow, and the day after when you go out, find a way to thank a small business, encourage and support them. We'll see you next week. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 